Hey, this is Gerds Handel, and welcome to the Inner Light Project. This show is for anyone who's wanting to lead a happier, healthier, and enlightened life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can shine your inner light. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Inner Light Project. My name is Gerd Handel and today I have a lovely guest with me who is just such a beautiful light and oh my god she's just amazing and some of the things that she's done in her life and how she healed herself is just so powerful. Belinda Ferrell is a past life regression guide, Hawaiian chanting and healer and she believes we can all set ourselves free through inner work. Hi Belinda, I'm Thank you for being on the show and just oh, I can't wait to share with the listeners uh, about your journey and just what we were saying before like about the power of healing. Absolutely I'm so happy to be here thank you from across the ocean. Oh, bless you I just, I'm just so grateful just to have this conversation today because oh, I can just feel it like you're such a beautiful light and I can I can just feel like you're going to share so much with everybody today so thank you for being here. Well, thank you for asking me. It takes one to know one. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> oh. Um, so, Mother, you know, your journey is is powerful. So could you tell the listeners what your life was like um, when you had um, spinal nerve damage? Well, I was an adrenaline junkie. You know, I was a stunt car driver and I was doing oh, yeah. so many things, you know, that just required lots of energy, lots of power, lots of legs moving arms, everything. And then all of a sudden, when I started getting pain in my left side, dragging my leg, and I couldn't move, and then I collapsed. I, I, my body just wouldn't support me. I tried everything that I knew of, you know, from yoga to meditating, but I, I still didn't know how to be still. It was like I had learned all of these ancient Hawaiian teachings, and I did them for other people, but I had not done them for myself. So then all of a sudden, I'm faced with this challenge of being in bed and bedridden, and I have nothing else to do but concentrate on healing myself because I had no insurance. I had been dropped from the producer's uh, pension and health fund because I couldn't do my stunt driving um, bill. I, I couldn't do my, my jobs anymore. So I had no choice but to heal myself. And I had to see if these teachings that I had learned in Hawaii were really true. So I started with the breathing, taking deep uh, ha breaths to the top of my head so that my unconscious mind, which is holding all of our memories, so it could have permission to release some of these memories and I could get some closure from them because they were holding me back. They were um, things that I didn't want to take a look at. Mm -hmm. And I was in so much pain, but I couldn't go see any doctors. And that was probably a blessing. I went to see an osteopath who lived near me. And she gave me some coding so that I could get out of the pain and concentrate on my healing. And she also prescribed very tiny little pill of snake venom. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and apparently this snake venom helps to release memories at the base of the spine. So, wow. yeah, it was really 
helpful because I was doing this breathing and then all of a sudden this memory was released and I talk about it on page 109 of my book but this little embryo this child was just shot out into the universe like a piece of garbage and she was darting in and out of all of these asteroids and craters and just fearful because she thought she'd get blown up at any moment but then these hands came down and picked her up and put her safely in the arms of this divine being that was mm. way up above all the chaos. And I finally woke up from this. It was I felt like I had gone through a death. It was like wow. the you know the, the death of the ego, probably the ego was holding <sighs> this memory for me, and I just all of a sudden realized my goodness, what, what, it is, what is it about my birth that I don't know? And I called my mother. She finally told me the truth, that she and my biological father had taken me to three abortion clinics huh? to have me, you know, done away with. And so that was deep inside my, my spine. So the feeling of not being wanted, you know, is, was felt by me. And at that moment, when the hands picked me up, I felt loved. But it was from a spiritual source, not from an outside source, not from my earthly parents, but probably from mm. my father or whoever, God, whoever you want to call it. They were the ones that made me feel completely whole again. And I just relaxed for the first time, I thought, I don't have to try so hard to earn love. And that was the deepest um, wound, I think, that I had inside me, that I had to prove that I was worthy to be loved. Wow. Um, and it was gone from that release of that, um, of that memory. I healed that part. And so from then on, the healing just was really accelerated. And I started seeing myself climbing trees. Mm -hmm. And so that you have to have a strong back to climb trees, right? Yeah. So the unconscious is an emotional part of you. It's like the animal part. And so it says, gosh, climb trees. So I'm going to send that memory. I'm going to send that desire up the pipeline to her higher self. Mm -hmm. And then the higher self brings it down into my physical body. So my job was just to clear the pipeline to get rid of the negative dark forces like that, that um, memory that I had of not being wanted and being thrown away. I had to heal that within myself. And then the pipeline was free and clear for the desire to go up to the higher self and for me to heal. I healed within three days after that. Wow. Walked out of bed, went back to the doctor, had an x-ray taken. They saw nothing wrong with my spine. Uh, the scoliosis was gone that I had been born with. It was a complete miracle. I was given a brand new spine. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm blown away. <laughs> that, that was 25 years ago. Wow. Wow. So I've been grateful I, for my spine ever since. Yeah, I can imagine. Wow. And then when you said you were a, you were a stunt expert, I was like, what? 
thoughts. <laughs> yeah. When I got wow. divorced at 40, um, I started doing work with Tony Robbins. I started doing firewalks. And he just was around at the time. He was only like 28, 29, young guy. And I was fascinated because I thought, I just want to get rid of the fear that I've been holding inside for all of my life. Mm. And I just want to challenge myself as much as I can. And I thought, well, fire walking, that's pretty challenging. <laughs> and so that that's where I ended up. And it, it just what it is, is a, it's a metaphor for if you can walk on 2,000 degrees of hot coals, then what else can you do that you haven't been doing? And what came up for me was I wanted to drive a race car. Just have fun. Just see what it would be like to drive a race car. So I called a racetrack and then enrolled in a Grand Prix road racing course that was in Sonoma. And off I went. It took me a few months to gather the money up for this because they're not cheap. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I, I did the four-day Grand Prix road racing course, and after, after doing that, they invited me to drive for Buick and Cadillac. I guess I had some talent. And I started a stunt driving career that took a little over eight years. Wow. This is amazing. And oh, everything you're saying, I'm just like literally nodding because I relate <laughs> with the whole firewalking. I've done that so many times. I loved it. Oh. And you're... Oh. <sighs> It's like the first time you do it, it's like the fear kicks in and then you're just like, yeah. no, let me do it. And then when you've done it, it's like, wow. And then I went on to like break boards with my hands. Oh God, there were so many things I did. Breaking arrows with my throat. <laughs> kind of oh like my song. gosh. Was that with Tony Robbins or who, um, who did you do this with? So the fire walking was with Tony Robbins and then I was part of the fire team and stuff and then helping others yeah. others to do the same. And then the other one was with, I can't remember, it was a different company, but it was just at that time, it was in 2015, I just, I felt like I needed to just, like I, I'd already done a lot of work at that time, but I felt like I needed to clear more blocks. And like I had, sounds, sounds really silly, but I had fears of crocodiles when I was little. Oh, and I, I had fears. <laughs> But it was really bad, like, my dear. So, like, when I was, like, I think it was six, I watched with my parents. So I'm, I'm from an Indian background. And um, my parents were watching this Bollywood movie. And oh, it's, so, it's it's amazing how things can affect us. Um, and so this in this movie, this woman was, like, half eaten by the crocodile. And it was oh. really graphic. So if you can imagine oh. at six years old watching this, I was oh. so scared to go to sleep at night. I'd, like tighten my bed sheets in the bath I'd be so scared oh. to close my eyes <laughs> oh my gosh of course it was just wow. it, it affected me for so many years and it's only till like I've understood in the last few years I, I'm an empath so obviously what oh. I would see on, t on tv would affect me and um, yes. so I was fear of crocodiles and I was fear of snakes and I know that snakes was because of both my grandparents and um, both my granddads were bitten by snakes so I know that was like a previous thing that had happened. Um, but yeah, I wrote it on an arrow. I let go of the belief. And now I'm fine. Can see a crocodile on TV. Can see a snake on TV. And that showed me the power of my mind. Like, wow, we really can right. heal. Did Tony bring you on stage and help you eliminate those? No, no. That was that was with the other person. That was um, oh. when I wrote it on an arrow. So I wrote it on the arrow and broke it with my neck. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but with a oh fire one, it was the freedom. That was the fear I had yeah. of freedom to be me. And so walking on the fire, and there was like there was hundreds of us, and um, just walking on that, and somebody was helping me on the side. And it just helped me to say, you know what, it's time for my freedom, and just I moved forward. 
Isn't it wonderful? I was with Tony for five years. So oh. I did the same thing. I, I did 18 firewalks. Wow. And then I burned once severely. <clears throat> About the eighth one, my son was walking behind me. And I was concentrated more on him than on me. And you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a no-no. So I did have some really severe burns. and But then the following year was the master course in Maui. And I did a 50-foot firewalk and made sure that I was in state wow. the whole time. So, yeah. But I never told Tony how I was afraid of water. I was afraid of water all my life. And embarrassed to tell anybody about that. And now I've been swimming with dolphins in the wild for the last 25 years. So I managed to finally overcome that. I love that. That's powerful. Yeah. The fact that's, oh, I'm just so glad you said that because there's so many people out there who are so afraid to do things. But once we overcome it, it's like it becomes our gift and we enjoy it so much that we kind of think, why were we missing out? out on it in the first place (laughs) the fear you know false evidence that appears real you know we make it just so real and we just have to make it very tiny inside of ourselves and kind of blast it away so that we you know we change the circuitry create a different electrical system inside absolutely oh you've just reminded me of something you were saying before um regarding your mom and dad um and like how the energy you felt whilst you you were you were growing um right. I, I totally relate because my kidney as we were talking just before um yes my, my kidney problem my mom was my one my mum worked as a nurse but in the kidney renal unit so I know oh yeah I know that there's something tied or linked there um it's amazing how we don't even realize that when a child is growing and expanding and evolving inside a woman, it's picking up everything, your thoughts, emotions, your belief systems, everything. Totally, totally. And, and also we, we don't realize what we're saying to ourselves. Yes. All my life, you know, I had picked up on my grandparents had gone through the Great Depression. So wow. there was always scarcity. Mm. There was always that, that mantra that you don't have enough. So I was saying things like that to myself. And when you do that, your unconscious mind is picking that up. It's a faithful computer. Your conscious yeah. mind is the, you know, downloading all this stuff. And the unconscious is saying, okay, if you don't think I can support you, I won't. So yeah. then the back collapses. And that's what it finally did. And I had to reverse it instead of saying, you know, I'm not supported. I had to say thank you for Mm -hmm. remembering to support me. Thank you for regenerating. That used to be my key word, regenerating. Thank you. And I would touch my back and feel the strength. I'd go outside and lean up against a tree, you know, and have the trunk be my spine. Mm -hmm. And, And I'd literally see the tree going and just growing inside of me and being strong and the branches flexible so I could bend and climb trees. And <laughs> I still do that today. Wow. Oh. Wow, as you saying that, you reminded me of things, actually, which is, oh, it's so beautiful. Um, so when I was going into the hospital for the operation, everybody around me was like, looked really sad. And there was oh. me with two of my favorite people. And I was just laughing and having fun. 
<laughs> right before the operation. And then when I came back, came out, I was saying positive mantras, like you were saying, and like, um, I'm healing, oh. I'm growing, I'm evolving. I love my kidney. My kidney, like, well, it's functioning beautifully. And I was out that's of the hospital right. the next day. Wow. Well, that's the power of your mind. I mean, you you speak, you speak, and the unconscious mind listens and does exactly. It's a faithful computer, faithful computer. And so, just make sure that everything is clear from the pipeline, so that you can see what it is that your heart's desire, and you just send it up to this higher part of you, and it can bring it down. I don't know how it does it. (laughs) <laughs> but it doesn't. It's like explaining physics to a two-year-old. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> but yeah. the higher self can heal you from, from anything. Absolutely. And just what you're saying right now reminds me of what's happening in the world right now as well. Like there's so much fear and scarcity. And we've oh, yeah. that's how society has been, right, for, for, for as long as I can remember it. Whereas now it's like, it's almost like you're saying, like the divine is coming and saying, it's time to heal, it's time to love yourself, it's time to nurture, you know, there's community around you. Right. No, it's true. And we're given this cleansing time. It's, it is a cleansing time. We're in, some people say, an extinction. Mm. The, the earth will survive, not so sure about humanity. <laughs> but, but, the, <laughs> but the earth will, yeah. the earth will. And we just have to be one with, you know, one with that transition, whatever it is. And just feel that's why I do the cord cutting. That's one of the most wonderful things that I learned in Hawaii was how to cut the cords, which are my perceptions and my judgments that I have on anything that I do during the day. Like just at the end of the day, I'll look down below me and I'll see like a film strip of myself and what I've said to myself. I'll see everything that I've invested my energy into and I'll put them all down below me and then I'll offer forgiveness to myself for holding on to those beliefs. I'll just say, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, thank you. That's Mm -hmm. it. Then I'll cut the cords with a knife or scissors or a chainsaw and spin it around me and then I'll just watch those film strips of those people, that thing that I was investing in. I'll just watch it float away wow. and tuck the leftover cords back inside myself. And then I'm starting again from square one. Yeah. I hear you on that. Absolutely. The pa- I don't know if you've heard of um, Black Kyanite, um, the crystal. Uh-huh. And that's yeah. my cord cutting thing that I use at night. And it's so true. Once you, like you said, with like, I love the way that you see it as a movie. I always like, I just cut like anything that's happened in the day. I just cut the cord and say, thank you. And then it just like releases yes. it. And it feels so good. Oh, of course it does. It's like, wow, we get to start over and with a clean slate goes into the void. And you're free to have all kinds of new creativity that, you know, you fill your whole agenda with. You, you mm-hmm. can't have creativity if you're stuck in the past. Yeah. It, it burdens you and it loads you down. But when you're in the present, everything is possible. I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's so go true. Here. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so true. 
I'd love to know about the Hawaiian healing. So could you tell us what Hawaiian healing is? Well, Huna is, um, again, these are the ancient ways that we used to know how to heal ourselves. And it existed thousands of years ago during a time when there was not a patriarchal system. It was a gentle time. Mm. And then the missionaries came over about in 1820 and they saw what the kahunas were doing and they thought it was superstitious and they <laughs> imprisoned them. They really did. They imprisoned wow. They thought it was, um, you know, from the devil. Mm. And so a lot of this was banished and it didn't come into view again until about 1979 when the Religious Freedom Act wow. came aboard. And then we were allowed to chant and practice the healing arts again but it it really was a time before that that it was not considered you couldn't heal people the way that we're doing it now you couldn't do these instant healings wow there was a man named max freedom long and he wrote about six books he came to teach on the islands in about 1917 and he saw what the kahunas were doing, and he wanted to know, well, where is this written down? It wasn't. Nothing was written. And so he attempted to just write down everything that he had seen. Without those books, we would not have had any opportunity to do what we're doing now, to even teach the huna. So he he died, I think it was in... I think 1970, something like that. But he left these amazing books, and um, I, I think some of them are still available. What Jesus Taught in Secret, Ancient Miracles. Mm-hmm. But it was how we can heal ourselves, how we deal with the three cells of man, the higher self, the middle self, the low self, how we get to send the... Um, desires up the pipeline to clear it so that we can bring down our healing it's it's an it's an amazing um study and i just hope that it continues and carries on long after i'm gone wow you're going to be here a long time (laughs) thank you (laughs) i can feel it (laughs) (laughs) yeah wow i'm just going to say about it's so powerful like we I feel like some people don't realize that we can heal and like yourself and like myself as well and lots of other people like who are showing the world that you can heal it is possible it's just that we've never been taught this and or it's been like like you just said about like the past like it's been hidden from us and we're rediscovering it now and it's finding tools that can work and help us to grow and really discover who we are because all of us are born with gifts all of us are born to heal it's just our society wanted quick fixes. And so we kind of fall into that trap sometimes. Absolutely. And you have to want to heal. There Mm. are people that don't want really to heal. So this book, I I say, you know, you have to have that, that um, urgency that you want to walk through that door because healing again is not something that is given to you, you you create it within yourself. Your body can heal itself if you just give it the opportunity. Yeah. And I also feel like it's not just that we're doing our own healing, we're doing like generational patterns of healings. Oh, yes. 
So like it could be your mother's side, your father's side, or it could be just like your female ancestors or your male ancestors. Right. So when I have a a CD called Chant and Forgiveness, and I take you through the forgiveness process with that, and it puts um, your parents down below you, very tiny, all Mm. of your ancestors, people that you've never met before, but you're carrying the DNA, (laughs) you know, of what came before you. So you're here to erase that, to regenerate something brand new. And so you you put all these people down below you and offer the forgiveness. That's really the basis of of the healing is self-forgiveness. It's called ho'oponopono, to Mm -hmm. make right, right. So when you do that, your unconscious is holding stuff that you don't even have a clue. Like me with that little fetus, I didn't have a clue that that was there. And we don't because we distract ourselves so much. You know, we go shopping, we take drugs, we, you know, eat cookies, we do anything not to feel. (laughs) Let's not feel that pain anymore. You know, we just want to get rid of it. But when you're, you know, when you're alone with yourself and you're going inside, the unconscious will try to say, gee, I wonder if she can handle this today. And and something will come up from the arsenal, you know, from Pandora's box. (laughs) So true. It's up to you. Once that happens and you can put a period on it or you can put some kind of closure on it, because imagine you're looking at these these pieces of you, these parts of you from a totally different perspective. You know, this is maybe some things that happened centuries ago or when you were a tiny baby and you didn't have the tools or resources that you have now and so you're seeing it from different eyes you just reminded me of um so like I was saying about my mum with the kidney side I my mum's father passed away when I think she was like 10 or 11 and Mm. only recently she she found some like um pictures of like old passports and in those days, I can't believe they used to write these things, but it's just really odd. Something like odd features or something. And underneath it said five marks on his right side. And I've got oh. five marks from my operation on my kidney side. Oh, my goodness. And wow. I was like, oh, wow. my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. There's the proof. Yeah. I was like, wow. And then my mom was explaining what that was for and how it happened. And I was like, that's just, yeah. There was more more healing than I knew that was going on. <laughs> yeah. And and you know that it's worked when you feel lighter. Yeah. And you feel just more more at peace and you can see things through different eyes because everything is is what you see outside yourself is what you're seeing within you. Mm-hmm. If you see ugly things then you're addressing the ugly part of you. If you see beauty, you're addressing the beautiful part of you. If you can't see the ugly, then guess what? It isn't there in you. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, oh, I've lost my trailer thought. <laughs> <laughs> there are so yeah. many things we I've seen. A, a different direction. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. I'm happy with it. <laughs> um, oh, it was, um, oh, yeah, now I remember. So, like, I honestly believe that when you do the inner work 
you actually look like you look a lot younger because I know with myself when I was in my mid-20s when the healing started happening um I was drinking lots I was eating not the best foods and when I quit drinking and became vegetarian and I'm not saying that everybody needs to be vegetarian but what I've noticed what my soul needed and when I did the inner work I actually look more or less 10 years younger people don't believe me when I say how old I am yeah well I, I get the same thing being 75 on Friday where did it go? I still can't believe you. <laughs> where where did that happen? It must have happened when I was sleeping and they didn't tell me. <laughs> it's because you're living your truth, right? <laughs> yes, I hope so. Yeah. No, it's um, still playing tennis, playing singles. Wow. Playing lots of ping pong with my partner. <laughs> and what I miss most is the skiing is actually snow skiing. I don't, I don't go there anymore. I, do, I don't like being cold. <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's finally it. I'd rather go to Hawaii and swim with the dolphins. That's beautiful. Can you um, tell us about reconnective healing and HUNA classes? Well, I'll start with the HUNA classes first. I do take people for four levels of HUNA and there are 35, 36 symbols that are you're initiated into. You get four the first, the first level, and then eight more after you've practiced those. And these symbols are like another language. And they're symbols that can be used to heal yourself and to use here on the earth plane. Half of them are also used for going into the spirit, into the uh, etheric. And it's an amazing journey to to teach the huna you also get your angels angels that are used in healing that help you to heal um they've saved my life i can't tell you how many times because i've been a stunt driver i've i've been through a lot of death-defying experiences you know <laughs> in my journey but it's all been fun and my angels have been there all the way and they've helped me get through some really itchy situations <laughs> I mean all I can say is thank you guys for working overtime because boy I'm sure a problem child when it comes to certain things <laughs> so yeah so that's the HUNA and I'm in Santa Cruz so that they'd have to come to California oh nice I'm, I'm at the surfing capital of the world uh, Santa Cruz and the reconnection and reconnective healing, I'm doing not as much of that anymore. I've done it for over 10 years, um, mostly concentrating on the HUNA right now. And so, like, with everything that you've learned in in the, like, how many years that you've been, it's about 30 years, I'm guessing, 30, 40? I didn't start the healing work till I turned 40. So, so with Tony Robbins, yeah within the 30 odd years what do you think has been oh I don't know how to put this <laughs> um <laughs> oh now I've got it. um so within the 30 years of the healing work that you've been doing what's been the best tool for you I would say Ho'oponopono mm. doing doing the inner um inner forgiveness I do it every single day and it produces miracles I mean you just Again, you can't solve all the problems. You know, your, your conscious mind just can't do that. 
So when you do Ho'oponopono, the divinity takes the painful thought and neutralizes it. And you neutralize the energy that you associate with that person, that place, or that thing. And something wonderful happens. It, it gets released and a brand new slate begins. And so in that brand new slate is when I created my book, Find Your Friggin' Joy. So it <laughs> was, it was again, because of doing that cleansing work, it's like cleaning the plaque of your soul. Mm-hmm. When you do that work, it's, you, you just allow for brand new beginnings to take place. And that's, that's amazing to me. You don't even have to know what the problem is when you say, I'm sorry, just like you do. You take some kind of crystal and you cut the cords and then you say, thank you. Yeah. That's kind of the same thing. Also as well, like, I love to like, in the dark times, it's all about surrendering as well. Like as much as we want to try and control it. <laughs> oh, you can't, yeah. You can't, yeah. right? <laughs> I, I, I remember I was learning how to swim. Remember, I hated the water. The dolphins oh, yeah. recruited me to come out and be with them. Mm-hmm. So I was out in the water one day, and I was a little bit out farther than I should have been. And I got caught in a, what do you call, it was just a current that was going in many different directions. And I was losing my losing my strength, and I was just rapidly swimming in circles. <laughs> and then I kept calling for help. I just said, help, help. And all of a sudden, this giant turtle appears. No way. And yeah, he, he appears and he looks at me and I could feel that he was saying, do what I do. Do what I do. And so I stopped struggling with my arms and I just started being like a turtle, just just moving them very slowly. And he took me over the currents that were cross, cross connecting me, and he led me uh, safely onto the rocks, and then he disappeared, saved my life. Wow! And I knew at that moment that I can't fight anything; mm-hmm. that I have to go with the flow. That's what that taught me, because wow. when I went with the flow, I was easily taken over safely and put on the rocks. When I was fighting it. I was losing all my energy. I would have drowned. Wow. Because I guess, yeah, in panic, we usually, we're like rushing around, but it's, it, right. you're right. It's about flow, trusting yeah. nature's like course. Or just stop for just a moment and think, you know, think for a moment, what, what would be my next step? Mm. But whatever type of danger that you might be in, don't panic. You know, you've got to think quickly on your feet. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that is seriously amazing. I've never heard anything like it before, but it's amazing. Wow. I think that turtle was like my angel dressed yeah. up in a different disguise. Yeah. But yeah, no, all I do, I call on my angels all the time. Mm. And they come. They're needed. You, you have to give them the call. Because they will not interfere with your free will. Absolutely. And they, I, I honestly believe, like, they even come in people as well. Like, you yes. randomly that day, a stranger might come up to you and you're having this thing in your head, like, how do I fix this? And they give you the solution. And it's like, huh? <laughs> that's right. No, that's, that's true. You were supposed to send me somebody and they did. 
yeah and the message is just there it's oh and I think oh wow just what you're saying about the turtle like animals are so powerful and oh, yeah. oh they teach us so much about life honestly and I just think of like when I was younger just what were you saying I used to be scared of dogs um because my brother got bitten by one when I was really young and so I'd always be fearful of walking past dogs and sometimes they'd like oh. shout at me or like sniff at me or like oh. and it used to scare me even more and then when I started doing the inner work and I, re- I realized everything is energy so when I yes. shifted my mindset to be like you know dogs are loving they're beautiful they're kind human beings now they kind of just stare at me or like <laughs> just, it's funny or they'll just like want to jump on me in like the cutest way and I'm just like oh <laughs> yeah no true I, I, I used to feel that way with German shepherds <sighs> I liked all the dogs except the German shepherds because I was bit by one when I was a little girl so as soon as I'd come in contact with a German shepherd I would kind of tense up and I'm sure they but I do, I do the what you do now nice dog nice dog <laughs> <laughs> I love you I love you I promise you I do not taste good <laughs> oh, they're amazing I just are oh, even cats as well I've noticed like oh, they're yeah so intuitive and like if you've had a stressful day they can sense it and they usually like brush the the back of themselves on you and it's taught me so much right I love cats all kinds (laughs) I love all kinds of animals I just I would like I in fact I live across the street from an animal shelter so I'm I'm I look at them all the time I'm very tempted (laughs) I was just gonna say it's amazing when we started the call there was a pelican and I'm on, a, on the roof, and I haven't seen a pelican in years. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. Are you near a body of water? Where are you? Yeah. I'm not far from a place of um, water, but it's just amazing that I haven't seen one in about two and a half years, and it just it popped up when we were just speaking in the beginning. I was like, wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's, that's yeah. This that's fun. usually what happens yeah. when, we haven't, when we haven't seen something in a long time. We'll get a visit from a visitor. <laughs> I, oh, I keep getting visitors um, as robins a lot since everything that's been happening in the world. Um, there's this robin that comes every single morning. And I know it's one of my ancestors just having a chat with me. And I'm just like, hello. <laughs> wow. That's a sign of hope. Yeah. I, spring, new beginnings. New beginnings. Yeah. It's so powerful. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. We are coming towards the end of the show. It's gone so quick. I've got three more questions left for you. Um, the first one is, what are your five top tips for someone who's going through a health problem and they're told they can't change it? Well, first of all, take a walk. Take a walk somewhere in nature <clears throat> and take a deep breath. You have to go outside. I think you cannot solve your problems sitting. You have to move. You have to get up and get out. And if you could talk to a friend who would just like to listen, I think that's one of the best the best ways. And that friend can make you laugh. I think that would be even all the better. And this ha breath, again, it's a sound. Deep, deep breath through the nose to the top of the head. And when you come back down, ha. And... And what is the sound of laughter? But ha 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 ha, ha. <laughs> right? And you can make that sound 
you can make that sound if you even if you don't have anything to laugh at it's just a muscle but you'll get started doing it and you'll just find that it's contagious it's you know it's um it'll be something that you will like doing every single day ha <laughs> make all kinds of funny laughing sounds and i'm sure you'll feel better i'm sure if you are prone to to um, depression, remember there's always another way. There's always another way. We have a laboratory inside our bodies, and we're making Valium all the time, or we're lowering our, he- our healing energy. If you get real excited about something and you get just happy, as happy as you can be, your body makes something called interleukin-2. And cancer patients are fed interleukin-2. It's $20,000 for a, a service of this, of this um, drug. But you make it inside yourself. You make millions of dollars of interleukin-2 when you're just happy. Wow. So I think just knowing that would encourage some people to just really try their best and make this interleukin-2. And Valium as well. You know, when you're in a quiet, peaceful place, you can make Valium. So I just encourage people to love your chemical laboratory that's inside yourself and create the most wonderful, beautiful garden of all the best drugs in the world that sustain you and keep you in loving hands. Um, is there any other suggestions? Oh, other suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> I, laughter is not enough. No. <laughs> Cutting awesome. cords, just saying the words, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, thank you. Those four phrases, if you can do that all during the day, and you don't even know why you're saying it, you don't even know what you've done that's, you know, warrants this, but you'll feel better, 100% better. Just, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, thank you. The person you're forgiving is yourself. You're forgiving yourself for whatever perceptions, whatever judgments you've had about yourself. Somebody will call you from a long distance away and just apologize for what they've done to hurt you. Mm. That's how powerful this is. You can put anything down below you. You can put your government down below you. You can put the present, the present, um, well, I don't want to say challenges, world challenges down below you. Anything that you are feeling that your, your power is being taken away, you put that down below. You offer the forgiveness to yourself for whatever you're thinking is going to resolve it. And then you cut the cords and watch it float away. And it will change the way you're looking at the world, the way you're looking at yourself, the way way you're looking at others. Guaranteed it it will change for the best. And you'll move from a low density to a much higher frequency and contribute to the world. 
I guess because we're all made up of mother nature right it's connection connectivity that's right we're earth air fire and water that's why the fire walk works is when we become one with the fire we walk successfully across 2,000 degrees of hot coals Mm. become one with that fire wow I never thought of that (laughs) thank you I, I learned when I was a race car driver, I, was, I would get in my car and I would just be so relaxed in the car and I'd go into this peripheral vision, which the Hawaiians called hakalau, mm. and I would just take in all of my peripheral to the right, to the left of me, I'd feel who was even behind me and I didn't have to turn my head when I'd be in the race. And then I started studying the huna and I realized I was in Hakalau. I was in peripheral vision. Wow. And so you get in your car and you just go into this um, focus straight ahead, but then you stretch mm-hmm. your peripheral out into the environment. And you can't feel nervous. You can't feel angry. You just feel very relaxed and one with everything. Mm-hmm. That's a real good habit to get to express. Wow. Yeah. I can relate with what you're saying. When you're just (laughs) in that divine love, it's it's just so like, ah. (laughs) I know. You can't can't help but just want to bathe in it. Yeah. It's just so nourishing. That's the word. Yeah. Nourishing and replenishing. Yeah. And also take a bath. If you can be near a bathtub, you know, take a bath with Epsom salts. That's mm-hmm. really that tells the universe that you're worth you're worth being thought of. You're worth being taken care of. You know, you're just really taking a luxuriating bath. That means you love yourself enough to do that. Mm. And what are you most grateful for? Oh my gosh! Right now, my health. I'm so grateful for my health. For my daughter, my grandson, I'm just grateful that I can breathe another day to just help people that are in a worse situation than myself. I'm grateful for my partner. It's the first time I've had a partner that I can feel that he sees me, he understands me. It's taken a long time to find that one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Belinda, for everything. Seriously, like, just thank you for doing the work that you do and helping so many people and just, yeah, giving more light into this world and being a bright light. Well, thank you for having the opportunity to share with you. Oh my gosh, what a powerful interview with Belinda. Thank you so much for everything today and just, wow. you just really do prove that anything is possible and that age is just a number and that you know we can all heal we all have the ability to heal it's just about tapping from within and trusting our soul's wisdom because once we trust our soul's wisdom anything is possible unfortunately that's the end of the show before i leave i want to leave you with this quote healing is an art it takes time it takes practice it takes love For more information about the show or how to trust your inner light, visit my new coaching program at gerdshandel.com. 
And remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay lit. Lit.